Welcome everyone to Hashtag Real Talk. I'm your host, Schwab. Recording this episode on a Sunday evening, a couple of days after the trade deadline. I want to give a thank you to everyone for tuning in. In this episode, we are going to discuss all the moves that were made by the teams uh, for trade deadline, buyout market moves on Friday and over the weekend. I'll just basically summarize the trade and then kind of give you my opinion on what I thought, you know, on on the trade, like whether the team did good, what their future is going to be like, and uh, we'll take it from there. Um, we're not going to discuss every trade that one happened, but we're going to look at some of the big ones, the ones with the big names in them. We'll, we'll take a look at them and see how some of these teams got uh, impacted. So let's get started. Um, the first one I actually wanted to discuss um, is going to be the Clippers and Hawks. Um, the Clippers who are looking for a point guard, they've been talking about uh, getting a point guard to kind of uh, run the offense and you know play that quarterback position that I say. Um, so the Clippers got Rajon Rondo, and they gave up Lou Williams, two second-round picks, and some cash considerations, which I don't know, was not discussed in detail that much online or anything like that. Um, overall, a pretty straightforward trade. Um, I think I think on both sides, both teams got a little something, and... Uh, Overall, I, I think, according to me, or what I think is that I think the Hawks got something good in this too because when you get Lou Williams, you get scoring. So the Hawks got Trey Young, who's playing the point guard position. Um, you can add Lou Williams to that shooting guard. You can do the same thing you did in the Clippers, what the Clippers did was bring him off the bench, um, make him have that six-man role, right? So, I don't, I mean, again, like, we don't know how Lou Williams reacted to this, like how he felt leaving LA. I don't think he had much of a choice here. And Lou Williams, to me, he hasn't been himself, like, um, this season, uh, even last season, I feel it was the 2019 season where him, Pat Bev, and Montrez Harrell, they had something going. They were like the core of the Clippers foundation. And I think a lot of this changed once Paul George and Kawhi Leonard signed and went over. I think, I think a lot changed over there. I think these guys, their roles were not what they used to be, I they, they obviously felt that, you know, it was kind of kind of be the same and just get better because you add that super, the superstars there, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but last season didn't work out. Um, Trez went on to join the Lakers. And so since that time, I felt that Lou Williams and uh, 
Patrick Bev. I mean, obviously injuries are there as well. Um, and then you had the the incident in Atlanta with Lou Williams um, stopping for some wings and stuff, right? Which got him into a bit of trouble uh, in the bubble where he missed some games. Um, so he's gone from the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers, the rumors were that they were looking for a point guard. Um, and it, they got Rajon Rondo. I think, I think Rajon Rondo is going to play a good role there because he's got that leadership in him. Like last year on the Lakers, you could see he was, he was saying, you know, giving guidance to LeBron James at times, giving him feedback, you know, pushing him to play better. So I feel that Rajon Rondo is going to play a good role in in the Clippers. I don't think Kawhi Leonard is that great of a leader. So I think this is definitely going to help the LA Clippers. It's going to give them that, that edge. Um, in my opinion, I mean, are the Clippers now the favorites or... I mean, I think they have the most pressure on them to win this season. And I think that's specific to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Because if Kawhi Leonard doesn't win this season, next season, what are you gonna what is the discussion gonna be? I think he's got a player option um, right at the end of this season. So does he come back? Does he not? Like, does he realize this was not, this wasn't it? This is not, you know, Paul George isn't the guy to team up with. A lot of those questions are going to be answered by the end of this season. I think in the West, the Clippers are the team who need to kind of, kind of like, you know, well, for, for, for one, they need to make it to the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers have never done that before. And, the step after that is to get into the NBA Finals and kind of show that we are the best in the West. Um, we're the best team. And this is why we came to LA, is to get to the bring the Clippers, bring this franchise to the next level um, after a disappointing 2020 uh, season. So overall, to summarize the trade, I think both teams got... A little something. I think the Clippers were in need of Rajon Rondo. Um, and I think the Hawks could basically use Lou Williams. I mean, at this point, you know, that's the, the Atlanta Hawks are a team that are possibly going to be in the playoffs. They, they're in a good standings right now with their new coaching staff. And, uh, Nate McMillan's there now. They've gone on some runs. I know they were on it eight-game winning streak or something like that. And they're in the middle of the Eastern Conference as it as it is, right? So both positives for both teams. Um, I like the direction both teams are headed in. I think the Clippers are the team that is under pressure. They need to prove that getting Rondo there and then all the moves from last year, they need to work off that. They need to get to the Western Conference Finals and then get to the Finals. That's That's got to happen for the Clippers this season.
there's another trade that went down with uh, the Miami Heat. So Miami Heat, um, obviously there was a lot of discussion with Miami, the Lakers, Sixers for Kyle Lowry. Um, and that happened all of Thursday. There was a lot of talk there. Um, ultimately, Kyle Lowry doesn't move. He ends up staying in Toronto. Um, last minute, I basically think trade deadline, it's 3 p.m. It's over and nothing's going to happen until you find out Victor Oladipo is headed to Miami. And I thought that was a big one. That was a big one. I didn't see that coming at all. Didn't think Miami had that interest. Um, I thought Miami was looking for, you know, getting Kyle Lowry there. And uh, obviously there's many different reasons for that. But let's take a look at what actually ended up happening. So the Miami Heat give up Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley in a 2022 draft pick swap. And they get Victor Oladipo. And uh, Victor Oladipo has been averaging about 21 points for this entire season. Um, I don't know. He's he's had a bit of some injuries. He's played he's played in about I think he's played about 20 games, uh, 21 uh, games. But uh, I think the situation in Houston was basically. I mean, it it was it was a deadbeat situation there. I mean that that team is in rebuild, um, and I kind of, you know, Victor Oladipo. I think he was going to waste his time being there. Um, I think management saw that this guy's got potential. He's probably down, right? Like you're saying, what am I doing here, right? And now you're headed over to Miami, a team that was in the NBA Finals last year. Um, their squad has gotten better. They overall, they started not so well this season because Jimmy Butler missed a lot of games, COVID situations, right? Uh, injuries to a bunch of players and all. But, I mean, they're, they're coming back up, right? And now they add Victor Oladipo. So I think that by adding Oladipo, I believe that the Miami Heat have, Pretty much, they've they've kind of like uh, improved their roster. They've brought depth there, and I think like Miami wants to basically get back into the NBA Finals, and they want to this time win the rink, right? So did they give up a lot to get Victor Oladipo? I think. I don't think the, the players they gave up really had much of a role in Miami. They were just coming off the bench. Um, we know Avery Bradley is a great defender. Uh, but I think that Miami has enough of a squad there to to basically, you know, carry that defense. I mean, it's not required to keep uh, Avery Bradley so I thought I thought Miami did a good job picking up uh, Victor Oladipo. I think that that improves the team. Um, if he's if he comes there 
and he's bringing you 15 to 17 points uh, a night, you know, alongside with uh, some of the other guys who are playing, I basically think that they it brings Miami up, right? Because what Miami has to deal with for the rest of the season is going to be uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, those are basically the teams that, you know, they're kind of up against um, Milwaukee Bucks as well, you know, to get to the finals. Those are the teams that would be in the way um, for Miami Heat. Um, and so I, I like I this move for Miami. I think overall... Um, it's good, but the big thing is, is if it brings life to Victor Oladipo, where he's kind of feeling motivated now. You got Jimmy Butler there, right? Um, Bam is there, right? And like Andre Iguodala's there, obviously. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, all those guys are. They're all there. They were in the finals last year. I, I, that's what I think the Miami team and the players, Pat Riley. That's what they want. They want to be back into that position again in the NBA Finals. That's where it's gonna it's gonna be for them. Like that's their goal for this season. Um, the Miami Heat were actually also the team that were the front runners to get Lamarcus Aldridge up until I believe Friday evening. That was the news. Um, Aldridge ended up heading to Brooklyn, and that's that. Miami didn't get him, so this was the big move for Miami, was uh, Victor Oladipo um, coming to the Heat. And so, again, it improves the Miami Heat, but once they get on the court, like on paper right now, they look. it looks like it's a, Miami's a great team, okay? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, like... Let's see how it turns out to be when they actually start playing. Let's see how Miami finishes this season. We'll get a great understanding of what they're going to look like in the coming uh, weeks. So that's it for Miami. Um, and Houston, we know, you know, they're in rebuild. Um, their best player this season was James Harden at the start of the season. Their franchise player, he wants, he leaves. And basically, since that point, uh, Houston is just going down. It's They're just tumbling. At one point, where had lost 20 straight games. Um, so that's kind of been the Houston Rockets uh, season. Um, let's go down to a one another trade. This is with the Magic, Orlando Magic and the Denver Nuggets. By the way, Orlando Magic basically unloaded uh, some of their players. Uh, three of them were gone on uh, Thursday in the trade uh, dead, trade deadline. Uh, Aaron Gordon being one of them, right? And uh, Evan Fournier was the other player who had who gone to the Boston Celtics and so let's take a look at the 
or Orlando Magic sending Aaron Gordon to uh, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think this was a good move for the Denver Nuggets because They gave up Gary Harris and R.J. Hampton um, and uh, future first-round picks for uh, Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark, right? Those are the two players that headed to Denver. I think, you know, Aaron Gordon can play a bit of defense. He can. He's got good offense. And I heard someone saying that, uh, you know, Basically, Jeremy Grant, who they lost in the offseason, he's kind of being replaced at this point by with Aaron Gordon. Um, and Aaron Gordon, he, you know, he, he he he's a good player. He, he's he's gonna get a he's gonna get a good opportunity here to kind of show more um, of his talent playing around some good players. I think I think the biggest thing is is that Jamal Murray and um, the Joker. They're getting more support. They're getting a. There's a better team now around them, at uh, adding uh, Aaron Gordon, and they also added. Um, they also added Javel McGee, uh, in a, in another trade, with that Nuggets had with the Cavaliers. So those are the two names: Javel McGee and Aaron Gordon, who came over to the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets. They made themselves a better team uh, with the trade deadline. Uh, I think that it, it, it definitely helps their squad out. Um, and, and again, they're climbing in the standings. They're getting their stuff together. They're getting back into the zone where they were last season, Western Conference Finals. And now they want to make that the next level move. So, But they want to be successful in the playoffs. That's the first thing. Right, and so I I think the moves that the Denver Nuggets made were very good um, at the trade deadline to get them, you know, obviously um, get them over to, um, you know, like perhaps get them back to the Western Conference Finals, get them into the NBA Finals, um, and you know, Joker has a help. Jamal Murray gets more help, and. They ultimately want to be one of those powerhouse teams uh, in the West, right? Because who are they up against in in the coming uh, months? You know, heading into the playoffs, they're going to be seeing the Clippers. They're going to be seeing the Lakers. Obviously, depending on Lakers' health, depends, you know, whether that matchup will matter or not with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And then you're going to be looking at uh, the Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz, and I think the team is coming together to kind of build something here for the Denver Nuggets to be able to take on these teams and kind of be like, hey, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get the job done and head to the NBA Finals. That, in my eyes, would probably be the ultimate goal for the uh, Denver Nuggets and. Uh, Evan Fournier, as I mentioned earlier, he's headed to the Boston Celtics. Um, Celtics uh, don't the Boston Celtics normally don't do too many uh, midseason uh, trades. They're more of an off-season team, uh, but they add, added 
Evan Fournier, who was a good player. He's he's, he's a good player. He's, he's, he did good um, in the he did he he did good for the Magic um, in the regular season playoffs and all. But is he the answer for the Boston Celtics to kind of get them over? You know what they're is that the position that you wanted to add, right? In order to be, get you know, probably back to the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals. Is that the move? We'll see. I don't think that the Boston Celtics really improved that much. They got uh, last minute, also got rid of Daniel Dice, their center uh, slash power forward. They got rid of him. Um, He's headed to the Chicago Bulls. So... I, not too much uh, movement from the uh, Boston Celtics. Um, and uh, the one the one move that I wanted to discuss that was uh, that happened uh, uh, over the weekend was the which was today basically was Andre Drummond. Um, from the buyout market signing uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers um, because LaMarcus Aldridge, sorry, was has, is the one who headed over to Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that was a bit of a surprise. And then we have Andre Drummond, who has now joined the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I, I got to see what, what, what's going to happen with Andre Drummond um, and you know obviously Marcus all is still there uh, Anthony Davis will be returning hopefully in the next couple of weeks um, so the Lakers look like they got some rebounding especially if they got Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis playing um, in the same lineup you got good rebounding uh, you can set good picks Right, and I think that uh, Andre Drummond, uh, he should probably be pretty happy to um, play, start playing with the Lakers. Um, hasn't been playing really too much uh, recently, um, but uh, he is now a Laker, and he's going to help these guys also get back to the finals. For the Lakers, obviously, the biggest questions are the health of Anthony Davis and LeBron James and um, what they can do in terms of the standings uh, if the Lakers are able to kind of um, stay relevant and not fall out, right? Um, In the past when LeBron is kind of, uh, in 2019, when LeBron had the team at third in the Western Conference on Christmas Day, he gets injured and he basically the team just falls right out after that and they don't make the playoffs um, for the 20 in the 2019 season. Um, Let's see now because the injury, you know, we know that it could be four to six weeks. He's out in four to six weeks. How many games is LeBron going to miss about 12 to 15. And if you go about two for what, two for 13 in that time period, then basically, uh, then basically, you know, you're going to be out of the standings. You're going to be out of the playoff race, and you're going to drop down 
there's no chance when the stars get back they have a bunch of pressure on them to get to eighth the eighth place you know playing that playing tournament at the end or whatever and it just won't look that good for the lakers so hopefully with andre drummond there um you know they get they get what they've been looking for and uh yeah we'll we'll see what happens with the lakers moving forward obviously for them they want to get to the finals again and uh another team that wants to make it to the finals is the 76ers and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were one of the teams that were apparently really close to landing uh, Kyle Lowry and Kyle Lowry um, I guess they, they were looking for a point guard but the question to me is is you know what the Sixers would have to give up to get Kyle Lowry like what did the Raptors want did the Raptors want Ben Simmons right like what were they looking for right and so I think uh, I I'm not too sure what the Sixers offered but ultimately the Sixers ended up getting George Hill um, from the Thunder right and so that this was a three-team um, trade, uh, included the Knicks, inclu- included the Thunder and the 76ers, um, a couple of players, a couple of picks, right? And uh, the Sixers ultimately ended up getting George Hill, and then this other guy, his name is Ignis Brazadisky. I'm not going to pronounce that properly. My apologies. Um, but the point of all of this is that the 76ers get a point guard and they get George Hill. George Hill is experienced, okay? George Hill has played through it all, right? And um, he's, he's he's obviously had his run with the Pacers and he's played some basketball with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's, he's had that experience in 2018 when he went to the NBA Finals with LeBron James and he's also played with the Milwaukee Bucks as well. So this season he was on the Thunder and the 76ers inquired him. I thought I thought this was uh I thought this was good, like a good move for Philly to kinda of have that, you know, the, the backup or you know the guy coming off the bench in case, you know, there's a couple of nights if Ben Simmons is injured or doesn't play, whatever the case may be. Um, I think George Hill is a good player to have on the court because he brings, he brings, um, he brings that knowledge, that experience. Um, he's, he's a good player. I think he's, he's going to do good there in uh, Philly. Um, and that's what it is. You got to build your roster. You got to have players uh, there, right? Like who've who've played through different scenarios. And I think George Hill is one of those guys. Um, the The biggest thing for Philadelphia is obviously Joel Embiid and his health. Um, we know that Seth Curry has also was hurt, missed a couple of games, but I believe he's playing again. But I think 
the 76ers have a good squad. Um, when you think about Danny Green, you got Dwight Howard, um, right? You got Tobias Harris, you got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Uh, now we we got George Hill. I might be missing a couple of guys. And you got Doc Rivers. You got a good coaching staff there. So I think that Doc Rivers, um, they really need to get it together uh, once Joel Embiid is back, which hopefully is soon. And I mean, they got they got to get out there and they got to win some games, um, and because they're 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 the ones who are going to be up against. You're going to be seeing them up against Miami. You're going to have battles against Milwaukee. You're going to have uh, and then and then obviously the Brooklyn Nets, right? Like that's how um, that's your path to the NBA Finals, right? And so that's how you will get there. Is obviously we know. That Brooklyn is the ultimate favorite favorite at this point to take it all. And so Philly has made a good move, okay? And um, I believe, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's that. And we'll see. We'll see what happens with Philly. We'll... Uh, We'll keep an eye on that moving forward with uh, Joel Embiid. But, yeah, that's what I have to say for Philly um, picking up George Hill. They didn't end up getting Kyle Lowry. Um, there was a lot of rumors that Kyle Lowry was going to end up in uh, Philly. But uh, that didn't happen. So I'm just going to take a quick breather here. I'll take a couple of seconds. And I'll be right back after this. And welcome back to this episode where we are discussing the NBA trade deadline. Um, I wanted to talk about the Toronto Raptors um, and another move that was made with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, obviously, Toronto, mainly the discussion was all about Kyle Lowry on that day. Um, Kyle Lowry either going to the Sixers, Miami, or the Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, none of that happened because he ended up staying. But another move that the Raptors did make was with the Portland Trailblazers, in which... Um, Norman Powell was sent to the Blazers, and the Raptors received Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. So um, no picks involved in this deal. A very straightforward trade. Um, and to summarize this trade, I like what the Blazers did because I think they picked up a player with uh, some experience. Um, you know, Norman Powell has been playing really well this season, um, and obviously he's gotten a lot of opportunities opportunity because starters like Siakam, Kyle Lowry, uh, Fred Van Vliet, these guys missing time, got him a lot of playing time, and he's been really successful in that. Um, he did really well for the Raptors, and he had a great stretch of games where he was just killing it. He was like literally balling out, and so I think he... Um, and, and for the position that the Raptors are in right now, I don't think the Raps need him, right? 
Like he's a developed player. I think Norman Powell plays pretty good defense. Uh, he hustles, um, and and you know what? He's got experience because he was there for the championship, and um, he was there with you know, in in some of the previous playoff runs prior to that. And so, when teams look at him today, they say that you know he's an experienced player. He's a young player, and um, he's been putting up good numbers. So. I think he's going to bring um, some good help to the Portland Trailblazers um, at this point. As as in where the Portland Trailblazers, they gave up um, Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Um, I think Gary Trent Jr. going to the Raptors is pretty good because Raptors are really going to be playing around with different players at this point because they're basically soon going to be in a rebuild process and i think gary trent jr is one of those guys that you wouldn't mind um you know get like as from a coaching perspective you don't you don't mind him getting on the court putting in some minutes because he hustles he hustles and we saw that last season in the bubble um he played really well he can shoot the three well I th- and he, he, he plays defense. I think that if he gets on the court, he gets his minutes, he hustles. I basically think that either the Raptors offer him a nice deal in the future when that contract time comes, or other teams. The other teams are going to offer him good stuff because they're going to see the value that he's bringing um, on the court. And I think he has the opportunity in Toronto to get good minutes, right, based on what Toronto is doing. I don't know what the Raptors are going to do with Rodney Hood. I'll be very honest. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, I've never really followed Rodney Hood. The last time I followed him was because he was playing on the Cavs in 2018. I don't know what Rodney Hood is going to be able to bring to uh, the Raptors at this point. Um, I mean, best of luck, though in Toronto uh, with the Raptors in Tampa right now, actually. So I think um, that's that for, for that deal. Um, so both, both sides, you know, got a little something. The question for the Portland Trailblazers is about getting to the next level as well, right? Um, we know that in 2019, they were in the West Finals. In 2020, they ran into LeBron in the first round. They were injured, uh, and they were, they were out of the playoffs 4-1 when I actually thought the Blazers might win in six, and I even tweeted this um, in the last year's playoffs. Um, that was me being stupid, by the way. But uh, the Portland Trailblazers... Uh, they're now looking like they're going to be going up because CJ's back. You got Norman Powell, like I mentioned. Uh, Nurkic is also back. So, I mean, they're getting away from that bunch of injured players. They're getting away from all that. The health looks like it's going to be good in the coming months. And knock on wood, I hope the Portland Trailblazers stay healthy. And, um, uh, because, you know, Dame Lillard is a star and he, he needs his team around him, um, you know, to get that success. They want to get back to the West Finals minimum, minimum. That's where they want to be, right? So, 
best of luck to the Blazers and Dame Lillard. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, um, probably one of the last things we will discuss on this pod, is uh, Kyle Lowry and uh, the fact that he's staying um, with the Toronto Raptors. Um, the rumors were that the Lakers and the Raptors got pretty deep into a conversation where they were pretty close to finalizing a deal that would basically send Dennis Schroeder, KCP, and uh, THT um, to the Raptors, and then Kyle Lowry would go to the Lakers. And I think Rob Planka didn't like that. And whereas uh, Messiah for the Raptors, he he wanted that deal. Um, I think if I'm the Lakers, the Lakers did a good move not doing that. I think you're giving up too many bodies for a guy who might walk in the offseason, right? Because Kyle Lowry is a free agent in the offseason. And so I think you give up Dennis Schroeder, you give up KCP, you give up THT. Um, I I think that the the Lakers did the right thing in not going for that move because let's say Kyle Lowry gets injured or something like that, right, in the coming months. Or let's say LeBron and AD's health is not up to, you know, You've given up so much, I feel. And even though you could potentially lose Dennis Schroeder in in the offseason, um, right? And I don't know about Horton, uh, THT, like what his situation is. He might be a free agent as well in the offseason. Um, but... But the thing is, is to give up so many bodies and then perhaps Kyle Lowry walks in the offseason because another team offers, um, you know, like it might have not worked out for the Lakers. Um, I think I think uh, the Lakers, if it was just THT and Dennis Schroeder, maybe you'd do it. Or you THT and KCP, then you just do it, right? But... I don't. Th- I think the Lakers did the right thing, not giving up three players for uh, Kyle Lowry, and the Raptors. I think the Raptors were trying to get a lot for Kyle Lowry, um, and ultimately, I see that the Raptors are not going to offer him um, an extension because I think they have the opportunity now to offer it to him uh, as well. But I don't think the Raptors want. A- I think there's an agreement or an understanding there that these they're going to part ways. And it, it, it'll probably happen in the offseason, which uh, I think Kyle Lowry is okay with as well. He's fine with staying in Toronto. Whatever it is, it's all going to be on good terms because Kyle Lowry uh, understands, right? And, you know, he delivered by getting a rink uh, to to the city of Toronto. Um, so, you know, like, I think I think all of that is going to work out fine. I thought that 
Same thing with Miami Heat, because I think Miami Heat was really in for Kyle Lowry as well. But I think the Raptors were just asking for too much. I think they were just looking for too many pieces um, um, overall, right? And so that's that. That was that was the big story for the trade deadline was Kyle Lowry. LaMarcus Aldridge had to... The Brooklyn Nets, Andre Drummond heads to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, on paper, the Brooklyn Nets look look stupid good to me. I think they look really good. They got tons of talent um, there. Is it going to work out? We'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're going to win the ring for sure, but they do look like the favorite when you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James out with no timetable at this point um, and the Clippers weren't really that aggressive either I thought the Clippers would have made a couple of more moves um, but again what could they have done I think they got the point guard they wanted which was Rondo um, but overall to me the two teams that I I liked the moves that they made was the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat um, and I thought Miami Heat was going to get even better if they got Aldridge. But I have to be honest, I haven't really followed Aldridge play in the recent seasons. And I don't know what kind of, you know, situation he's going to be in. Um, because obviously he he hasn't been all that for the Spurs this season either. But though, the thing about those situations are like, if mentally you're not there, right, and that's like Victor Oladipo, right, and then you got LaMarcus Aldridge, players that don't want to be where they're at, like what are they giving when they're on the court? That's a big question, right? So will this open up Aldridge, Victor Oladipo, because they're in better situations? No, we're going we're gonna to see that. We'll be able to see that in the coming weeks. Um so Kyle Lowry stays with the Raptors, which was uh, with some big news. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it for, you know, this episode. Um, I really want to just summarize some of the big moves that went down and, uh, you know, kind of discuss some of the stuff. We're going to have a lot going on in the coming weeks because, you know, the moves are made. Now it's time to see everyone play and uh, let's see how the standings shape out to be in the coming weeks, right? And um, yeah, that's that. Uh, uh, yep. And so again, you can get in touch with me, um, you know, at Real Talk by ST if you guys have any questions, if you want me to discuss anything on the coming uh, podcast, uh, feel free to get in touch. And again, thank you for listening and uh, have yourself a great week.